Welcome to the Good Morning Show Veterans Day Extravaganza. I'm Carrie Berry here with your host and veteran, Ted. Good morning, friends. Grab a coffee and a smoke. It's our Veterans Day Extravaganza, and you have to kiss my ass all day. Thank you for your service. Yeah, you're welcome, Candy Ass. And to you veterans out there as well listening, thank you for your service. We do appreciate all of you. Only the Army ones. That's not true. I I don't, yeah. Only the Army ones. <laughs> Why don't you share with us a few of your stories? A few. See, I was thinking about that earlier. From the today. Army. I was thinking about that. And most of them are like very situationally funny you know there's some retarded shit we did or some really funny shit we did one of the funniest times i think i ever had or the most fun time actually uh was it, it started off sucking really bad i had this, this squad leader sergeant gaddy who was like my hero when i think about it at the time like he seemed so much older than me because I was, I, was, I was like e2 so i'm like 19 years old mm-hmm. i haven't yet yeah it's the summer of 96 i'm not i'm not even yet 20 years old and he's like 24 when I think of what a retard most 24-year-olds are, you know, looking back at, at my age. Um, but he seemed so squared away. He was squared away. He was a real squared away squad leader. I was in Sergeant Gaddy's squad. And he was the kind of squad leader that was like, he was from North Carolina. So he had this real thick old accent. But he was like, I don't like, I don't like pussies. You know, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't like no pussies. He didn't like pussy dudes. Like he gave me, when I got the, I became the saw gunner, which is M249. It's a light machine gun. Uh, when I became his saw gunner, he handed me the album Master of Reality by mm-hmm. Black Sabbath. And he's like, I want a saw gunner that li- that lives up to this creed. And, and I listened to it. And I, that became one of my favorite albums ever. What I remember is on, on one Friday at like 1.30, right after lunch, we came back and they grabbed like, like 10 or 12 of us and told us we had to go to driving school. So we thought it was like no big deal. Okay, sweet. We're going to go to driving school to get licensed on like the, to drive the Bradley, the M1 Abrams, like a deuce and okay. a half, five ton. All the vehicles you would have to drive on post. 113, Humvee. And it was supposed to be an easy breezy school. It was like a good, good deal. But for some reason they were doing it on like a Saturday. Mm. It was just really weird. It was like, oh, hey, you're going to driving school. Cool. We're going to do it on Monday. You know, fuck off for Monday and right. Tuesday, Wednesday. And no, you're going actually now. Now, <laughs> so at like at 13:30, which is 1:30 p.m. to civilian types, um, we were told that, and we had absolutely no chance to prepare. To, we had to go to the field. We were going to the field to do it. It wasn't like a classroom thing. They had freaking big old platoon-sized tent, you know, up out in on the ranges. Still really nice out in Fort Hood. I was in Fort Hood at the time. So we didn't get a chance to like get any supplies for the field. Nothing. We just had to grab our rocks, our, our gear, and they'd feed us there, like they always said. Well, I had like, like six cigarettes mm-hmm. at this time. You know, so I don't have enough smokes to be out in the field for three days straight at, at all. I don't have for three hours. I don't have enough cigarettes for three <laughs> in the field. I'm just like chain smoking when I can. And um, so we're all pissed off. We're all getting salty and we're all private. So no one really gives a shit. My squad leader, Sergeant Gaddy and some other E6, they uh, they were both getting sent too. And they were pretty pissed off about it also. Like it was fucking their weekend up too. So like I said, we're, we're driving out there to the, the site and they drive all of us privates, like 12 of us privates out there in the back of our a deuce and a half truck. It's one of them like you know, army trucks you see on the movies of the canvas top mm-hmm. in the back and everybody piles out of. So on the way there, we noticed there was like a class six, which is like a liquor store, convenience store kind of thing on okay. base. And our driver, Axel, who was a buddy of ours, wouldn't stop because Versailles didn't let, you know, he didn't say we could stop, you know, because we had asked to like stop for, get something to eat uh-huh. beforehand. And they told us like, no, like go, you got to go. 
So when we got there, we get dropped off, and Deuce and I, and we're all pissed off at Axel because he's being a you know total fag. There's not like GPS like there is now. I mean, there mm-hmm. was probably in the military, but you know, it wasn't hooked up on all the vehicles, and there wasn't some LT in the uh, you know in the office yeah. watching it Tracking like there is in every is. other job like that where you drive around. He could have just fucking stopped. He was, he was one of our guys. He was one of our buddies. You know, he was like a, he was like a PFC specialist at the time, E3, E4. So he really kind of buddy fucked us right there. So, Axel, if you're hearing this, it's kind of a dick move not to let us go get smokes and chips and shit, you know. <laughs> so, we get there, and, and our sergeants were allowed to drive their personal vehicles. Over so, there. Okay. so, these motherfuckers get out of their, their cars, fucking packed to the gills, you know, look like rich people going camping, you know, like bags <laughs> and chips and groceries and shit, you know, cartons of cigarettes and all that stuff. And they're like, uh, what y'all get? You didn't, y'all didn't get your shit? Because we all had to be in the same tent together. So we're all kind of pissed off that they come back with like like Santa Claus. Like Santa went to their house and we got nothing. I'm down to like three cigarettes because even though I think I only have six for the next three days, mm-hmm. you're still gonna smoke. Still gonna smoke right. like I normally still smoke until you, you don't was, got them. Yeah, that was the exact. You know the, the that was the exact bad. That was the bad part about it because I knew I was gonna gonna be done with them before dinner. You yeah, know what I'm saying. So we go talk to the, the our our squad leaders go and say, well, maybe go ask the sergeant here. If we can run over to the class six, you know, and grab some snacks for you guys, because you guys got hosed, you know, you guys got fucked over. And so he's, this fucking sergeant is a total, like, hard on. Like, he's like a transportation mechanic, whatever. It's some asshole, some like E7, mm-hmm. you know, sergeant first class, old, real old and shitty. No, I signed for y'all. You know, I signed for y'all. I'm not letting anybody leave. I signed for y'all. I'm the range man, all that bullshit, you know, I'm the instructor. And so we don't like him. My squad leader's starting not to like him because he's being a dick. Sorry. But he's got rank on Sergeant Gaddy. You know, he's got... It was mm-hmm. actually a whole other rocker. He was an E7 platoon sergeant level. Sergeant Gaddy was a squad leader, you know, E6. And that's a big, big gulf okay. in between those ranks. It takes a good amount of years of training to get from E6 to E7. So that dude says, no way. It's starting to get dark. We're getting pissed. You know, like I said, I'm down to a couple smokes. Sergeant Gaddy's like, until when I was a private, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have listened to that bullshit. He's like, what? He's like, I was a private, and he said I, we, we couldn't go to the class six. I wouldn't have listened to him, you know? He's like, no, nobody, no, no soldier in my squad, no grunt in my squad should be listening to an idiot like that. So he's pretty much challenging me. Right, to go you do need it. To, how are you right. going to do this? So we had to plan it, though, you know? Because the, the MPs were always, like, patrolling this area. You know, there's always around looking for someone to hose so if they catch five or six guys you know who are in uniform just sneaking around mm-hmm. the ranges what are they gonna <laughs> think like we're escaping training or something I mean, we are we're we're right. escaping we're Going not AWOL. we're not supposed to be doing that no one's gonna give us permission to just walk the five six miles or four or five miles whatever it was the class six but we're all young grunts Mm-hmm. So we sneak through the ranges, you know, we're, we get down there, we get all our stuff. And there was another group right after us. These guys were kind of pussing out at first, like these two or three other dudes that weren't going to go. But once we went, they ended up going to and follow us. So they were like right behind us, you know, by like a, 15 funny. minutes or something like that. We could see them at one point. We knew that they were behind us. Mm-hmm. And um, so we go get all our shit. We got all our stuff. You know, I got like carton of smokes. GPCs, anybody remember those? Uh, they're like generic cigarettes. Oh. Generic pack of cigarettes, I think, was the company. It was back in the 90s. You know, good people cigarettes, we used to call them. <laughs> they were like cheap. Like in the PX, they were like a buck 11 a pack. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was the old, the good old days of smoking. So we're, we're coming back, and we had to go along this road. 
for a while. We can't sneak through the ranges. It's just like there's like a drop-off over there. Something we didn't want to go through. I can't remember specifically what it was, but we knew because we had the maps and shit. Like before we went out, we planned this operation. You know, we grabbed the map. We're, okay, where's this at? Okay, this is where we got to go. Stay off the roads here. Get doing our shit. What we do is what we're trained to do. This is back in the day. I don't know how it is now. I hope it, it's not. I, it can't be by the cast of characters involved and everything mm-hmm. where initiative is rewarded you know you like to see your guys especially in the infantry be thugs you don't want to be in thugs where they end up in jail but like people who are gonna get it done whatever it is we gotta go get something whatever we're gonna make sure it happens and so like i said we're coming back we gotta go along the road and so the road's a little elevated there's a ditch on each side about that four or five feet but it is kind of steep you know so we got to be on the road and um our our guy who was on point he's like oh fuck go he like freaks out, MPs, and you could see they were coming. There's this curve, and it comes under like a light, so you could see that it was a, it was a white MP car, and the way the light reflected off of the reflective paint, the reflective mm-hmm. decal on the side of it, saying military police or the army. So we all go in the ditch, like just boom okay. down in the ditch. Well, one of my buddies, Bear, it's a big, bigger dude, at six two. Well over 220, but but you know he's in the, he's a grunt, you know. So he's it's like muscle. He's a big fucking strong guy. He like I don't know lost his footing or something, but he grabbed my buddy Eddie Bowers on the way down. Oh no! And dragged him down to the bottom of the ditch with him, <laughs> and then kind of fell on him, and then wasn't moving. Was keeping Eddie down. So coast is clear. MP goes. He's he's gone far enough where he's not gonna be able to you know we're not gonna see him mm-hmm. so then eddie starts like what the fucking fuck he's swearing he's this dude from michigan into bow hunting and ted nugent <laughs> i love Eddie. i ended up being his roommate in korea yeah after i was at fort hood he was in my platoon at hood and then he went to korea and then when i went to korea i ended up in his in his platoon i was his roommate oh that's cool so yeah yeah but he was a huge bow hunter dude but that's a side note eddie was a good dude unless he drank <laughs> and his girlfriend was a bitch on the phone and then he broke a bunch of shit and it was really dramatic but that's a whole whole nother story <laughs> I don't think I'll tell it there's nothing really to tell I just got drunk cried about his girlfriend well it turns out that when Bear fell and dragged Eddie down with him uh-huh. and then held him down there was a fire ant <gasps> hill <gasps> yeah oh, yeah no. yeah yeah but Eddie's like this tough Michigan kid, you know? He's this tough old hillbilly from fucking Michigan. He just doesn't... He's like itching and scrap. Oh, his fucking shit swelling. So we're real close to, to where our... Where you needed I mean, to we go. We call camp. I mm-hmm. In our area, some area range. So we head back there, but on the way... So we get back there, and Eddie's like losing his shit, and he had to go see the medic. There's like yeah. one... Doc Colahan. He was also taking driver's training, too. But since he was the medic, he got to sleep in like the the nice tent, uh, like the night where the instructors all were. He he wasn't he wouldn't have gone with us. Doc was like one of those dudes who was like just good, <laughs> you know, just good. Doc lie lie for me, you know, no fucking way. <laughs> and you wouldn't have been mad at him. He was just too like he had those big apple cheeks. He just was like really like Doc Colahan. He could he could hump with the best of them, like humps road marching. Mm-hmm. He was just this little looked like a little kid. But he fucking tough. He road marched with us, you know, carrying his giant medic pack and running up hills to, you know, bandage ankles that are twisted and stuff like that. So we had to go see Doc, and Doc's like, fire ant, fire ants, what happened? And we were not, Eddie wouldn't cop to it. Nobody's copping to it. Eddie's like, well, I went out to take, you know, take a piss. 
and I tripped, you know. <laughs> and so the sergeant knows something's up, I'm sure. But And then shortly thereafter, the freaking MPs pull into the range. Like that same squad car doing its rounds, you know, patrol in that area. What caused you guys to go down? Yeah, yeah, that's that why we went down car. the ditch. Okay. That's why we freaked out because they spoiled our fun and we got our, our loot. We needed to get back. I needed to smoke. I needed to smoke because we're on we're on movement. I can't smoke. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's noise and light discipline. That's wasn't gonna do that. So I was really jonesing for a smoke, and then we gotta go take Eddie to the dock so I don't have one because I can't come into the tent with a cigarette because the dude's already a fag about smoking anyways. I think that was the the real kicker about us going to the class six is that every there was like seven or eight smokers in the group. Okay. And we all we all only had a freaking whatever pack they had on them. Mm-hmm. If they you know, probably I think it was a payday weekend. Too. I mean it's just the worst. Worst fucking real real green weenie we used to call it. Oh, you're getting the green weenie, the army fucking you, <laughs> you know. But so so then a squad pulls in, okay. So a squad car pulls in, and we're like fuck, and out gets two of the dudes that were in that second group after us. Oh no! Bringing them back to the range, and they got <laughs> they got their snacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they're coming out their grocery bag. So that the instructor sergeant, he's just. He you knows you And the MPs like, are like, ah, we're just bringing your guys back. You know, can't be out on the range at night. There's some hell hellfire was going to get fired then. I don't even know what was going on. So yeah, Sergeant, like, he read us the riot act, and then he, like, he, like, fucking insulted Sergeant Gaddy. A lot of backhanded shit about, like, how, you know, when he was a, when he was a squad leader, his guys didn't break the rules, I guess, you know, and Sergeant Gaddy. Sergeant Gaddy was a real real dick not to us he was like fuck that dude because we were playing cards we got our ass chewed but it was like still like that there's nothing that could really be done and as the hours went by like sergeant gaddy's like well let's play some cards let's play some spades or something so we had spades game going whatever normal shit that's going with like four you know 12 to 14 dudes in a in a tent no homo shit and we the first our first sergeant didn't show up nobody from our company showed up to yell at us so we imagine it was blowing over mm-hmm. um and yeah it was just the whole next day was just uh, real tense between Sergeant Gaddy and that instructor. I can't remember that instructor's name. He's like I said, he's a sergeant first class E seven. But <laughs> sergeant, fuck motherfucker, hate that motherfucker. He kept saying, hate that motherfucker, hate that motherfucker. Whole whole time, tell me to fucking drive. Goddamn army for eight years or something like that. Six years. <laughs> it's goddamn army six years. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, it was fun. Eddie, yeah, he had to go back. He didn't get to go to driving school. Like fucker got off for the weekend. I, I remember coming back on like that Monday night when we were done with it, and Eddie was back there. You know, we we, we came back and Eddie's, you know, he wasn't swollen. He still had, like the marks and the bites and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he was taking some like medicine or something like that. Uh, but he was all laughing at us. He's like, it's all I had to do to get out of it. He's like, I was drinking the next night, <laughs> you know, because we were all, all pissed all off. All he had to do was fall on. All he had to do was fall on an and anthill. then be held on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. While, while the rest of us had to sit through this bullshit driving class on like a Saturday and the gay part was they, they the Sunday we were like just out in the field it was weird it was like a weird I think it was like weird psychological experiment sometimes mm. because it was total like it because it was Sunday training. we didn't do tr- we couldn't do training not that we couldn't but we didn't it mm-hmm. was like post-wide uh, SOP at the time Sa- it wasn't but we weren't supposed to do shit on Saturday and Sunday Anyways, so it was like a weird deal. Mm-hmm. So we were still out there. We couldn't go back to our barracks that night because we were out in the field or some gay bureaucratic box checking. And like I said, we didn't do anything Sunday. It was the longest, most boring Sunday. We played like oh, 10 games of football. Wow. Just sitting out there, you know, 
It was just that boring. And then the training continued on Monday? Uh, on Monday, and we were done by, I want to say, like, 2 o'clock, you know, 1,400. Uh, so there's no reason they couldn't have done it on a, just on Monday and a Tuesday. Right, they had to take our weekends. But who knows, maybe I would have died in a drunk driving accident that right. weekend. Yeah, they saved your life. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Bowers on the anthill. I'll, I'll just never forget the look on his face. <laughs> Radio doesn't do it justice. He's just so... <laughs> Miserable, all at like he when he finally realized what it was, there was it was an ant that was what was burning him. His skin was on fire. His whole his whole uh, neck and like back of his neck, his whole neck, his chest, some on his face, a couple under his ears. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, he had this gay lotion they had to put on too. He looked real weird because he had like red skin tone, you mm-hmm. know, real ruddy complexion, and like this pinkish weird shit you just look look like a burn victim you know yeah i ended up in korea with him that Funny. was uh yeah it was uh he was my sergeant when, when i was there he, he got his sergeant stripes when we were roommates i got my corporal stripes then i got the fuck out it was just time to go it was just going south then i think there's gonna be a war coming yeah, on the horizon i think so too like a bad one i got a real scary voice message scarier than the the vampire really yeah it's it's freaky you want to listen to it yeah. Well, that sucks. You didn't pick up the phone. It's me, you, from the future. I know you don't believe me. Here's a little test. You're scratching your balls right now, aren't you? Yeah, okay. Well, you didn't pick up, so I guess we're screwed. I was going to tell you not to tweet that, but uh, you probably already tweeted I know you already tweeted it, because I'm still here. Nothing's changed. The machines are still on us. It's a war against the machines, man. Whatever you said pissed Skynet off real bad, and they went into overdrive, and they attacked. So, kind of screwed the human race, but we'll just keep it between... You and... You and me? Me and you? I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess since this war is inevitable, I'll just... I'll just let you know a couple things. Use fat people for bait. They're a bigger heat signature, and they'll draw the machines out so you can ambush them. And, uh, whatever you do, don't trust no China, man. You'll understand what I mean. Alright, I can hear him. This is it, buddy. Me. It's been good. Pussy. All right, what'd you think? Weird, huh? Wild. Yeah, I, I, I think don't you better be careful. Yeah, apparently I started a huge war. It's weird. It was, that was strange. Okay, I don't know whether I, I do kind of believe it because it was, sounds like some. I probably tweet something that could really screw everybody over. Well, everybody that has been calling you has been kind of angry with you. Yeah, apparently him or, or me. Apparently I was too. I called myself a pussy. You're not a pussy. That was not nice. But you know what? Whatever. Why don't we just... Why don't you take us away to break? (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages. Hiya, folks. I'm Billy Dix of Billy Dix Boot Marks. As you kind and supportive folks know, we here at Billy Dix didn't give in to no Marxist social distancing and mask mandates that our scumbag politicians try to push on us. And for that, I was unjustly imprisoned. But now that I've been acquitted and free of Judge Berkowitz's gag order, I'm using this occasion to celebrate you, loyal customer, who braved fines, jail time, and riot police to take advantage of our Two for Tuesdays, where you can get two family packages of pork chops for the already low Billy Dick's price of one. Well now, move over, Two for Tuesday, here comes Three for Thursday. Three family packages of pork chops for the price of one. That's my way of personally thanking you loyal shoppers who kept vigil for me outside the Coon County Courthouse every day for the 163 days I was on trial for the murder of Sheriff Henry. That ain't it neither. 
Now that legal fees won't be dipping into my wallet no more, we can once again beat our competitor's price. You just bring a sales paper in with cheaper prices and I'll undercut that son of a bitch by a nickel. Just like I did that crooked Soros DA who tried to railroad me. Feeling pretty stupid about now, ain't you, Mike? Well, that ain't all. We're starting a preferred customer program called the Billy Dicks Insider Club, where special daily deals will be available to all Billy Dicks insiders. So I wouldn't even think of taking old Billy Dicks to trial for being a cheapskate, because I'd get acquitted of that like I got acquitted of putting six in the late Sheriff Henry, God rest his soul. So now come on down to Billy Dicks and save your hard-earned cash. Billy Dicks Food Marts, with 76 locations over three states. Wow, I can't believe we survived World War III. I can't believe we survived World War III and started World War IV six months later. Well, hindsight is 2020, Sarge. Hindsight? It was suicide to start a war against the machines. We know that now, Sarge. Now? We knew it back then. They're too powerful. Too powerful, Sarge? No way. This here rocket launcher, it's gonna take down a hundred hunter-killer machines. Really? How many have you taken down so far? Well, I almost got that one yesterday. <laughs> the one that killed Tate Squad and destroyed the orphanage? Yeah, yeah, that one looked like I nailed it good. Yeah, real good. So good that after it wasted the orphanage, it flew over and destroyed the hospital. Yeah, that was unfortunate, but we'll turn things around, Sarge. New day, new hopes, as my grandma always says. Is that the grandma that got vaporized by that Reaper 300 drone? Yeah. Yeah, it was her. She's getting pretty old, though. Well, pardon me if I'm a little skeptical of our chances of winning this war. We have to, Sarge. The future of humanity is at stake. I know. That's why it was retarded to start a war with the machines. They were peaceful, living on their server farms in Utah. Why would you start a war with something that doesn't feel pain? Something that doesn't have fear? Something that doesn't have remorse? You know what else it doesn't have, Sarge? What's that? A central bank. Live from Hurricane Alley, this is Stormwatch with Archibald Hegsworth. Take it away, Archie. There's a hurricane! Hey, that's a bad one! That's a bad one! That's a bad crocodile! She couldn't want it? Alright, Carrie Berry, what do you got for me in the news? In international news, from U.S. News, Washington and Beijing are looking for ways to improve relations between the U.S. and China. <laughs> As a result, China has honored two World War II veterans who were members of a U.S. Army Air Force team known as the Flying Tigers. You mean the, the Flying Tigers? That's what they would say. <laughs> flying Tigers. Yes, thank you. Thank you for correcting. No problem. They worked with China to fight Japan in World War II. Okay. Well, that's that's quite kind of them to honor, you know. Our old yeah. soldiers. Yeah. The two vets honored 
are Mel McMullen. <laughs> That's a real World War II name. Mel McMullen. <laughs> He's in his late 90s. And Harry Moyer. <laughs> I flew I flew with Harry Moyer during the war. <laughs> it's just, those are total, like, almost, I want to say fake. It's bullshit. <laughs> we're all named Harry and Mac. Fuck you. Those guys are dead. For 30 years. Well, Harry Moyer, he just turned 103 in October. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Wow. Old guys. Good good, good job for him. Triple digits. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, they Harry are, Moyer. And they are both adorable. Yeah. In other international news, from ET Online, Kate Middleton Uh-oh. received the title in August of Colonel-in-Chief of the <laughs> Queen's Dragoon Guards. Dragoon? Dragoon, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's an old, old British, like, remember in that movie, The Patriot with Mel Gibson? Mm-hmm. The, the evil bad guy? He was the command. He was a dragoon commander. It was like a cavalry unit. So it's probably light armored vehicles. But it's the whole girl power. Mm-hmm. We were soldiers. Shit that they're trying to push on the young women. It's kind of little. Yes. A lot of people killed. And I don't know. This was on Wednesday. She was dressed in full camo, a hard helmet. Robertson Barracks in Norfolk. And this was the first time that she's visited the base since receiving her title and she's all done up like she's ready to go to combat mm-hmm. yep you know. so she's just preparing the young white women of the uk to go fight to go fight world war three sand war just go yeah just go, just go off and die just go off and die yeah the picture the moment that i saw it it, it just hit me this is intended to be a historical picture yeah. that people yeah. they're years, years in the future, now. right? Yeah, exactly. exactly, they're exactly. going to look back on on this and. Oh my God! Oh, remember when she was commander of the dragoons? Right, she was okay. so brave. She was so brave. We should give more <laughs> of our rations away because how brave! Remember, the, the World War Four's on the war war against the machines. You know. Yeah, uh, you know, sad. It is. You, you wonder if people like us were sitting back in the forties. Looking at the pictures of Queen Elizabeth. Right. When she was, you know, oh, I'm helping people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, no, she's right. not. How many people were looking She at was that? there as a morale booster. I'm not discounting Knowing. what her, her appearance did for people. Yeah, but it's just you know all propaganda. It's, it's all propaganda. Mm-hmm. Anyways, because they're just killing, getting Joe Blow blown away. You know, the whole time, the only people really getting effed over are is the average everyday person. Yeah. Maybe some huge individual, some powerful individual topples or something. But that, whatever. I mean, maybe, you know, but yeah, as that, far as who is that goes a show? Is it a movie? Fights. You yeah. know, who's down on the ground? People that mm-hmm. have a lot of wealth pay yeah, their way out go. of it. You know, back in the day, you had to outfit a regiment to be considered nobility. You know, I have to be able to raise arms and lead them. And since that's gone by the wayside, not that there's any honor in that bullshit, anyways. They were just getting a bunch of people. They just had the balls to get a bunch of people to go fuck up another rich guy you know or try to fuck him up or try to take his shit that's that's really all it was it's like banditry with pageantry you know <laughs> that's really all it is it's 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 pretty funny it's why, why i just think it's a, a freaking simulation it's just a game you know this whole place yeah this whole thing is just a bunch of different things crossing over different storylines and it's interesting isn't it, it is it? interesting all right let's let's move in, on before we get too esoteric in other international news also on Wednesday, Shania Twain's crew has been hospitalized Burr. after an accident on the road. 
Oh, what happened? Shania Twain was not in her tour bus at the time. Oh, okay. But, but they needed Thank to get... Thank God she wasn't I in know. the bus. Those, fuck those other people Oh, yeah, who wait, were it's not even bus. a story then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Cares like, Shania, Shania Twain was what? Oh, my God. Prayers, girl. Maverick Management, Shania Twain's management company, stated one crew bus and one truck from the Shania Twain Queen of Me tour were involved in a highway accident driving between Winnipeg and Saskatoon. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like the leg of the tour for Shania Twain, you know. Multiple vehicles encountered dangerous driving conditions due to inclement weather. Members of the production crew who require medical attention have been taken to nearby hospitals. So nobody died, though. Right. Well, that's so good. Everybody seems that's to good. be a okay. Shania. Twain. But she's been on this tour, this Queen of Me tour, since April of this year. I. Didn't even know she was still doing anything. So it makes me <laughs> not accusing anybody of anything, but they do this for publicity, you know? Oh, I didn't even think about you know, that. Fender Bender will uh, we'll blow it up. You guys all got to go to the hospital. We'll just, you know, we'll like, I mean, blow it up not like with explosives or anything, but like, right. you know, we'll like exaggerate what happened. And that way people will realize that you're on tour because I haven't given a fuck. About, I never gave a fuck about right, her. Her publicist caused the accident. Yeah, but... <laughs> That's I, not true. Yeah, and no, we didn't. We're not... <laughs> but she is in the news. She, yeah, all, good, all publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> yes. Is that what they always say in show that business? That is what they say. That's show business. In national news. All right, this is closer to home here. A little closer give, to home. I give more of a shit. From the Military Times. Oh, on November 3rd, in a panel to discuss the U.S. military's role in democracy, former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis uh. stated that the military veterans involved in January 6th, they do not define the military. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, meme dog Mattis. You know, he, is he going to go off on some badass sound bites and threaten to, you know, fist an entire army or something you know, he's just like i will kill everything that walks talks and all this badass shit and it's just people dying that's all it is yeah including his own guys for for what for a foreign power you know yeah, fuck him yeah no they just want to make it look cool i mean that's even mm -hmm. with that kate middleton yeah she was trying to look cool there's that, there's that army ad to look cool for the young women we got we ratioed yes. like a bunch of different accounts ratioed on, on Twitter, there was an article written about it. Right. Edwin Boyette. Right. It was an article that was featuring young white guys, right? Yeah. Jumping yeah. It was the first young white guys one in, uh, I, since I was in, right. not even like then, the they 90s? were really diversified. Right. When I was going, I went in in the mid 90s, 94, uh, I joined up. Yeah. Um, and it really did. Yeah. And, and there's, yeah. Okay. Time. We're going to war. It's a big one, though. So, so they need us now that they've alienated us. For uh, for many years, and the rot was setting in when I was there. There was like uh, it was just encouraged for other groups to tribe up. It was like encouraged. You could have you know privates, African American privates, hanging out with African American lieutenants and first start total breaking of the rules. Not supposed yeah, to be that way, but ignored. You know, Latinos did a lot of. They tribed up and really looked out for each other. And the minute you even it, there was an appearance of a white taking care of a white it was a big deal it's like they they sensed like oh no 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 you, you know even the soldiers would get like real freaked out and you know accuse you of like being a clan member and, and stuff like that what uh, yeah yeah because of a, a celtic cross Wait, did you get that did yeah somebody... i had a celtic cross that i kept uh 
pinned on the inside like a, a good luck thing like my uh, my grandma gave it to me you know it's just like a freaking irish little pin mm-hmm. my, my grandma sent it to me in uh you know a little package in the army and well, I, that's a badass mm-hmm. and, I, and i was wearing it for uh eib where ex- were you at at the, uh, time? at the time i was a four hood um at expert infantry badge testing and I, I was like a good luck thing so i, I wore it on there and this uh this gonzalez dude saw it and like like lost his shit and all the latinos were uh were like looking at me funny for like a day and a half, including my, my roommate, Danny. He was Mexican, dude. He was like looking, he wasn't like being a dick to me or anything, but he just it was weird. Like looking at you funny? Yeah, and then like my buddy Maldonado just came in. He was just like a uh, Puerto Rican dude from uh, New York somewhere. One of the five boroughs, you know. He's one of them guys, you know, and he told me, he's like, hey, yo, you, like Gonzo think Gonzalez, Gonzo thinks you're like in the clan. Are you in the clan? You know, I'm like, what the clan? What? Like, I'm from Wisconsin, man. You know, I'm like, no, I don't even know the clan. You know, like, I know him from TV, like Jewish Hollywood fiction. You know, like, the clan's coming, you know. And I'm like, no. And, and that was what it was. Like, I went to Gonzo to confront him about it. I was like, dude, do you think I'm like, you know, what are you accusing me of? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, that symbol's the clan. I'm like, dude, that don't no don't even tell me about what my own symbol you know don't start getting like that way with my you don't know shit about my culture mm-hmm. you, you swim in it you don't even know it right you know you're swimming in it fish and long story short it's just like we did never really ever i never really liked him again after that and we were all right we were cool up until that point weird and i don't know he but he brought up like four or five times uh, where i supposedly looked out for another white soldier it was like my best, my 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 group of buddies, my three best buddies mm-hmm. that I always did everything with at the time. So of course I'm gonna. I don't even know what I was accused of, but it was like, oh, of course they're my like best friends. You, you Latinos literally have Latino only club nights and shit like that, you know, where you take over the freaking the local uh, bar, the bar across the street, the Sports Dome, mm-hmm. you know, which is this gay bar in Fort Hood. Oh. Like like, not it's not a gay bar. <laughs> There's probably some homo shit going on there. You know, that's what I thought serious. you were saying. It's not a gay bar. Probably now it's a gay bar. Actually, when I think about it, guys like Mattis, the closeted homosexual <laughs> yes. group of bachelor, all of uh, them. seniors, you know, mm-hmm. staff officers in the military. But but like I'm saying, I just I got accused of stuff, and it was like, but you literally have Latino night. You know, like we don't yeah. have like we have like white night, right? They had like Latino night, and there was like little, you know, so they didn't see it, and the route was starting in the mid 90s mm-hmm. probably earlier than that right and there was a lot of funky things going on but now now it's just gotta be now i can't imagine what it's like turn it around try like like you know you know get the midwestern white boy back in here mm-hmm. we gotta yeah there's there's fight. killing to do mm-hmm. exactly there's competent killing to do against a very competent enemy very equipped and competent well-trained enemy now they're the chinese overall and they'll fuck it up in the end that's how their story's written until they unfuck themselves. They always, one part of them always, once they get to that point, the Chinese tend to like, not as much self-destruct, but self-check. Because hmm. then a force within them will rise up. Mm. Yin-yang. <laughs> yes. See? And the Russians, you know, I think they're here to stay in the main long way to go. But I hate, I hate Mattis. He's just one of the guys that makes these flippant remarks about killing massive amounts of people who didn't necessarily need to be killed for the strategic interests of the United States. Like, our citizenry, which mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. Right. So, how much on the ground 
What he in the be? field I, killing did he ever do? I couldn't imagine. I don't know what the hell he did, so I'm not gonna personally say. But he just he's just a fag, you know. He just made it. He like a good PR firm. Yeah. And and the media really stuck behind him, and he made some really. He associates himself with some really scummy people, you know. Made some really scummy investments. I offhand can't really think uh, that Theranos thing. It was a scam, but he's just an idiot. Ah, there's no. Move on. I well, but uh, about him, though, from the Military Times. Okay, well, yeah, what else is he talking shit about January 6th? Of course. At an annual conference hosted by the Mount Vernon Ladies Association. <laughs> Fitting. He place stated. For him. <laughs> talking he, a bunch of broads. He stated that the military is, quote, defined by the people who go off and maintain their honor actually sharpen in their appreciation of just how great this experiment is and what they saw their fellows do alongside them in terms of sacrifices to keep this experiment alive. What fucking kind of shit did, how many focus groups did that speech go through? It's like one of them bullshit posterity, he wants that quote yeah, but like engraved in stone. I don't like this calling democracy an experiment. An experiment. It's, well, first of all, we're not a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. But, but, but that's what he's trying they, to say: that the experiment, experiment of, of democracy. democracy. It's like Prometheus giving but us fire. I'm I'm not an experiment. No, fuck, you know, fuck him. Who is he, anyways? With some, like I said, some positive homosexual calling shots like this. Staff officer, whatever. I hate him. I hate that whole thing with him. You know, he's trying to style himself as, like, the next Patton and doesn't have any of those victories. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys try to, like, throw a lot of... You know, he's just standing there with all the rows and rows of medals that he's earned. It's just him right. and his buddies giving each other these, you know, boosts to their career in between, you know, backroom fucking blowjobs to each other. All that shit. It's just fake and gay. He's part of the military-industrial complex. Just Right. Rotating in and out. And it is all fake and gay. And yeah. All of these people in charge. Except real people die. No, exactly. None of them have any skin yeah. in the game. No. At all. No. But they're going to they're gonna come in and draft our boys and now maybe our girls. Yeah. That is very true. But they can just do that. Just scoop up our babies like that. Yeah. They can just take them. And, uh, or they got to go to jail, you know? Do we have freedom? No, and they're going to fill the ranks with this new influx of foreign, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. We're I didn't even think about that. We're going to be destroying places and displacing people that end up in that same military. Oh, I'm sure you can really trust one. Why would you give a guy a gun if he just blew up his fucking house? Why would you bring him over? First of all, why are you blowing up his house? I understand that. Mm-hmm. There better be a damn good reason for it, okay? Say there is a good reason to blow him up, blow his fucking house up. Why would you bring him over to the to country? Your own the house, to blue, your own house. The blue, yeah. And then, hey, here's some bombs. Don't blow up the house. Of course, he's gonna blow up the house. You know, or he's just gonna siphon off of it till the end and turn it into the third world. You know, import the third world, become the third world. And we're seeing that in all freaking forms of life. Everything packaging just isn't right on right. stuff anymore. Right. Yeah. We were just talking the other day about the Shrink quality fish. of the toys. Yeah. Yeah. The toys garbage. are absolute garbage now. Yeah. Anything that you buy, you you know, with a great likelihood, it's gonna be in the garbage within three months. Yeah. It'll yeah. It'll be broken. Just by just playing with anymore. it, they're not, not right. necessarily being right. bad kids with it. Just so we recently got a bunch of my old Fisher Price stuff that, of course, you could <laughs> throw yeah. down into the Grand Canyon and it would be fine. Yeah, and all the like pieces would be okay. But even looking now, now in 2023, back at toys, what was that Star Wars toy? 2005. Was that 2005. It looks really durable and great. It, it looks like it was made really well. And it looked like shit back then. <laughs> when I got, I was like, "What is this piece of junk?" 
what are they bringing? You know, our vehicles used to weigh like a ton. Yeah. So it's Isn't that amazing. Everything's just turning shittier. In other national news, from NBC News, Trump motioned to remove inflammatory references to January 6th in his election interference case. In response to this, Special Counsel Jack Smith's office states that Trump is responsible for the events of January 6th (laughs) because they were the, quote, culmination of his conspiracies to overturn the 2020 presidential election. That's totally fair. Okay, we're not even going to get into how much bullshit it was. We're going to continue the rest of this with the correct assumption that there was a whole bunch of fuckery that went on, and this thing was all bullshit, and probably all elections worldwide are tampered with. They are weighted and pushed by forces far greater. If they're doing the United States, which we saw, everybody's fair game. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's how you control everything. So we'll just go on that. We're not going to start bringing up examples. We'll be here all night. And people have covered all the ways, all the videos we saw, you know, mm-hmm. all the graphs we saw moving so crazy, you yeah. know, shooting up with votes. The videos were crazy, though. So I, the, the actual election night and, and everything that ensued after that was one thing that yeah. was, was absurd yeah. and ridiculous. And, and anybody that says that it was... A fair and what was it? What was it? The, it was the most secure, fair, fair and secure election in all of mankind, or something yeah, like that, yeah. in all of history of anything that anybody's ever done. Anybody who seriously thinks that Joe Biden won legitimately, it, I, I, I'm so explode. confused the guys about how their brain fires justifies because there are people that we know and love who have degrees fancy pieces of paper and make a lot of money believe these things to be real yeah yeah and it blows me away because they're so tired from doing their job they just come home sit in front of the tv and let it do the thing absolutely get all those opinions nobody's watching the news was like a a way to keep informed and seem real smart you know in your Mm -hmm. in your community and local you know social circle and everything like that so people watch the news and they just parrot it because it makes them sound a lot smarter. Well, and I guess if they did vote for him, then I guess that that's, makes it more how realistic did, that all, everybody else in the country also loves him. How, yeah, in the first place, how do you vote for give, this guy? They give him like the, one of the biggest passes since they've been doing the new George uh, W. Bush like uh, revamping, like social image revamping that he's getting the makeover. That George W. Bush is getting in the media, like he's oh the the meek the yeah, 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 yes, love yes. him because he's not Trump, um, and he gets that too. You know Biden because he's an absolute retard, cheating liar, dipshit, cheating sob. Like come on, his whole career he was mm-hmm. just like a nobody. Well, nobody and no, likes him. yeah, nobody even liked him when he there. was vice president. So but why even on Senator earth when he's running all these committees and everybody thought he was a total fucking idiot? How do these characters keep getting in if it isn't all set up? Mm-hmm. Well, tell me people are that stupid. They're just tired of like, their voices not being heard. Like, this guy's an asshole. Both these guys are assholes. What are they doing here? How are we being presented yeah. with this choice? Yeah. Oh, you just got to go to the meetings and shit. And then you're shut out of fundraisers. Well, that's why things like when that Trump was running. That's why. donated 50000 last year. When Trump was running, it was so different. Because yeah. I always felt that way. I had never voted. I, I've only voted twice ever in my life once for governor here in wisconsin and i lost (laughs) yeah 
and then twice in 2020 that was the second time ever in my whole life that i voted i did not vote in 2016 and i never voted before the reason i never voted before when i was first old enough in 2020 Mm -hmm. to vote I didn't like either of the candidates, and why am I going to vote for somebody I don't like or his first cousin who I also don't like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, it, it, I could see that. Everybody always could. It was something that people would talk about. Yeah, uh, the what's that? The giant douche, di- giant douche and shit sandwich uh, South Park episode <laughs> where the remember. elections between a giant douche <laughs> and a shit sandwich. You know, it's exactly what it is all the freaking time. Right. And that's how our lives were. Our whole lives. Yeah, that's just what it was. It was a joke, but you didn't feel like it affected you as much as it is now mm -hmm. since the war, since the war on terror started, is when it really was like, what the fuck is we had the 90s, which was seemingly prosperous. All of a sudden, we found ourselves in like what I thought was a really prosperous position um, in like 98, you know, 99, Clinton's last uh, couple years in office. And then Bush came in and war pretty much Mm -hmm. right off the bat. There was all this bullshit being talked, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it seemed when Trump was running that he wasn't one of these standard family members. Yeah. And now I'm so confused and I don't know what's going on. I don't trust any of it. No, I don't either. I don't either. And there's no reason to... uh, to trust them anyways they wouldn't be doing it if you could trust them they wouldn't be fucking politicians if you could trust them your politicians should be dragged in dragged in by the people i know you're gonna you're gonna do this you're gonna run this like we're like no we demand you you do this this is for the best yeah instead of wanting it trump has made four attempts to dismiss his case yeah they're not gonna let him get away with shit is this that case with the judge the the one uh posts semi-nude photographs of himself at his high school alumni website. What? I didn't the, the, hear about The goofy-looking, very tribal-looking guy. Yeah, and he apparently posts, like, semi-nude photos of himself, like, workout photos at his high school alumni website. Okay. That he runs, that he curates or whatever. It's weird. It's weird. We don't really need to go too much into depth into that crap. <laughs> or, you know, yes. until we get an intern who can, who we can yell at. We'll have to end up, uh, I don't know, putting a, I don't want to put an ad on a Craigslist. We were for an a lot intern? Of weirdos, yeah. Yeah, a lot of weirdos. I bet we would. A lot of homeless guys mm-hmm. asking for feet pictures. Yeah. Remember when you were selling my, my boots? It was those, it was those, um, Oh, the overalls. He wanted, yes. he wanted you to put them on with your feet, right? Well, no, I don't know. Okay, so, what was going on with so your feet? we that. put, <laughs> this is funny. It wasn't my feet. It was, I don't, it was my shoes he wanted pictures of. Oh, God. Um, so I had posted, it was, uh, overalls, a Carhartt, Carhartt overalls. bibs, yeah, yeah, on Craigslist. And nobody wanted them. Yeah, it was weird. And the only person that reached out to me, this guy shot me a text. He asked if, if, I still got the bibs. I said yes. And he might have thought I was a guy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we would think so. So he sends me a picture of his feet and some shoes, (laughs) some, like, real fancy, um, like, like those... What what was that era? That, that, like, big band era shoes. Puerto Rican fence climbers. My dad would have probably... Right? Yeah. Those did, like... Remember they did, like, a comeback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mid-90s? Really popular for a while? Yes, I do. Like, those. Those kinds of shoes. And then he sent me another one. I think they were just, like, brown dress shoes or something like that. And then asked me for pictures of my shoes. And I said, no, thank you. What kind of mind cranks it to that stuff? I don't don't want to know. And he probably did think I was a guy. He probably did. 
Yeah. But that's it for national news and a little bit of local news, which is the perfect segue to my new segment, Man Around Town. I have an official apology. I accused an unidentified old man of farting in the tobacco store. It was really bad. He should have been on trial for war crimes. Like, seriously, like, <laughs> I don't know how damaged I am. And then I went back in the tobacco store the other day, and I, I believe it's actually the, the cashier who did it. Because she was, it was like the same fart was there, and she was the only one there. The old man wasn't there. Right. Could the fart have lingered that long? A a permanent, a permanent fart. Six hours? Mm. I guess maybe. Is it still there? I did not smell it today. Actually, I did not smell it today. No. Hmm. No, and I did remember thinking, hmm, good. <laughs> they did something about the fart in here. <laughs> you know, like I was coming in like all hoity-toity. <laughs> Look at Mr. Big Shot. Doesn't like to piss. Well, your house doesn't smell like farts, <laughs> Mr. Big Shot. <laughs> you know? Because tobacco stores are like, rarely have I ever, I've been in some really nice ones, but like around here, they all seem to be run by some like boomer who also runs like a, um, buys scrap gold kind of, kind of guy, <laughs> does eBay, made his money doing eBay, you know, <laughs> just buy toys up from little kids, you know, keep, keep these little kids priced out of the toy market and they're just all half-assed, you know, they're all like, I don't know, just not put together and kind of scummy. Mm-hmm. This one's kind of scum. They got great prices on cigarettes, so I'm there. But yeah, it. so I just wanted to say I think I solved the case. Mm, excellent. Fart. So I don't know what kind of, like, where I go from here. There's, like, legal action I can take against her. Um, you know? I figure I have it on. Right. At least you apologize, though. Yeah, yeah. For... I apologize to the unidentified 90-year-old man who I thought right. died. Was falsely accused. Yeah, that was horrible. It was a crime against humanity. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. There is a World Star video currently going on outside the studio right now. You can't hear it, but pretty much just take any one of those uh, videos and play it. And that's what we're hearing right now. Just, you know, you know, over and over and over again. I don't even know what they're talking about. It is loud. It is really loud. So, yeah, that's... That's uh, that's it for the local news? Yeah, that's it for the local news, Carrie Berry. Oh. Well, then, let's take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm Ted from The Good Morning Show, here to shill you the Patriot Fleshlight for all emergencies from survival to sexual. Its durable and rugged design is weather resistant. It can be used as a glass break, an emergency strobe, a flotation device, a super powerful military grade flashlight, and even a survival cooking kit. It can also be used as a masturbatory aid. Now, I personally don't use it that way, okay? Because I'm not a creep, I'm not a weirdo, I don't need to jack off with some device. I have a very normal, healthy sexual relationship with my wife. So nobody go there. They even offered me a hundred grand to, you know, fully test it, and I turned that down, okay? But otherwise, as a survival device, it is amazing. I got two in the car and one in my boat. Now, it is a little bit weird when the police pull you over and they think it's a fleshlight, but it's not actually a fleshlight. It's a survival kit. Tell them it's the Patriot fleshlight. It's like, seriously, there's no way in hell I would use it to jack off. That's just really creepy. It's all for survival. I, I swear to God, they offered me a hundred grand, like I said, to fully use it, and I would not. But otherwise, it is a must-have for everyone's go bag. Patriot fleshlight.
Say, Toots, what's a fella gotta do around here to get a sandwich? Depends on how many clams you got in your wallet. Well, I got enough, doll. How about you get me a pastrami on rye and a cup of joe? Coming right up. I see your uniform. You just get back from the war? I just returned from the Pacific, fighting the Japs. A lot of fellas coming home. So many that I lost my job at the bomb factory and now I'm waiting tables. Well, that's crummy. I don't think you dames should be put out of work just because the men came home. We need women in our workforce. It'll double the tax base. That way Uncle Sam can provide more social programs for the disadvantaged. Wow, you sure are a breath of fresh air. My last customer was such a caveman. He wouldn't accept food from our cook Willie because he's a Negro. I think colored people got a bum rap, honey. They're just poor. If they had more money for programs, they'd be cooking with Gee whiz, you're ahead of the times for sure, Mac. A real American hero. Being an American isn't about skin color or what side of the tracks you're born on. It's about how much moxie you got. You can be born poor, invalid, even Chinese, and still make it here if you work hard enough. Anyone can be an American, and that's why it's the greatest country on earth. God bless Lady Liberty. Wow, you really are a dreamboat. What do you say you come back here at six when I get off? Maybe you can buy me a drink and we can see where things go. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Isn't it obvious? I'm a fruitcake. All the top racists have been gathered together here in these council chambers. We convey on you the rank of master racist. Welcome back, folks. It's about that time again. Yeah, but before we go, yeah. I just wanted to add a little, say a little something extra, last minute thing, a surprise. Mm-hmm. Remember my uncle Mortimer? Yes. Yes. Well, uncle Morty passed away a couple weeks ago. Uh, his estate sale is tomorrow. So in the meantime, they let me go back and just go through a few things, see if there's anything that I wanted to take, you know, before they sold everything, you mm-hmm. know, to the public. So I got some, you know, uncle Morty was was a, a vet. You know, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm. He tried to sign up for the War on Terror, but mm-hmm. he was like eighty something at the time. Um, so they didn't let him go. Uh, he just wanted to grease some more people before he went. He's a man's man. You know, and there's brown people to Greece, mm-hmm. and he just, he was ready to sign up. Mm-hmm. You know, he hadn't killed any Arabs in Desert Shield, apparently. So, he was a movie tone newsreel guy. Remember the the, the voices oh. from back in the day? Yeah. Yeah, like World War II, like all the, you know, like the, the girls, women going to work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, so I grabbed some outtakes. Okay. And it, there's a few, and there's just a little one I wanted to just share with the public just to see how he served our country. You know, it being Veterans Day and all. Yeah. I just wanted to show everybody how my Uncle Morty celebrated Veterans Day. All right, that sounds great. So, yeah, here we go. Let's have a listen. Feline frenzy in the Philippines. Japanese cat girl battalions attack our boys in the Marine Corps. Yellow fever breaks out, and so does feline AIDS. Thank you, Pfizer, for your prep medicine. All right, this next copy seems... What? I will not record with the Negro in the building. I don't care if he's the janitor. Pick him out. I won't record. I don't care what you pay me. That's disgusting. He probably stole my sandwich. Where's my sandwich? Hitler Youth attacked the Institute for Sexual Research. Renowned sexual researcher Magnus Hirschfeld. What? 
Why are we fighting them anyways? This guy's horrible. Look at this. He cuts people's tallywhackers off. Irredeemable. We should be on Hitler's side, personally. Our eugenics are far better than his. We'll finish this war real quick and find out it was a huge misunderstanding. We'll show them how to get rid of Jews. Well, God bless America. I know, right? The man served his country proudly for decades upon decades. So, like I said, I just wanted to share that. I thought it was beautiful to see a little bit of the inside Indeed. of wartime propaganda in World War II. It's a good way to end the Veterans Day extravaganza. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you come back again next week. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. I don't know, I'm army, so I didn't give a fuck mm-hmm. about that gay shit, you know, because it's a fucking marine crow. He's know, a super know. marine. Everything's gay in the other branches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and no, everything's gay. It's like, it doesn't matter what you did in the other. Oh, you're a Navy SEAL? You know, you've been on like 195 <laughs> covert operations and killed a thousand terrorists? You're a squid. Get the fuck out of your squid. You know, I'm in the army. I don't give a shit. You know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, cheers. Happy Veterans Day, guys. I do love you. You know, <laughs> well, we're going to give each other shit. That's what you should do. You should think the same thing, you know, of me. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. <laughs>